Here we go. The fifth episode of the Hardline Sports Talk. I'm Michael. Alongside me, I have JM. We have a huge show for you this week. The Knicks' nine-game winning streak snapped tonight by the Phoenix Suns. The Nets rolled past the Suns yesterday. They have sole possession of the number one seed in the East. The Mets take two out of three from Washington over the weekend. And the Yankees lose a tough one in Baltimore. We also have other news around the MLB. And, of course, we have a huge NFL mock draft tonight, a live mock draft. JM, how are you doing tonight? It's draft week, man. Psyched up. We, we actually Psyched spoke up. about it. last. We ended the show yesterday, and I said, this is probably one of my favorite times of the NFL season. And you yes. said it's your it favorite. It is my favorite time. And I agree with you. It's my favorite time of the year. So we're going to do a live mock draft tonight so basically i'm gonna pick the odd numbers in the draft for the first round one through 32 odd numbers jm's gonna do the evens and we don't know who we're picking so i can pick somebody at seven jm was gonna pick that guy at eight he's gotta go back to the board and he's gonna pick it's a real draft i'm real excited yeah and it's it's it is a mock draft but we're we're not necessarily doing what we think they're gonna do the teams what we think they're gonna do it's what we would do if we were the gms of the team exactly while also taking into account other factors um but i was just gonna quickly touch on the draft this is the most interesting draft i think ever since the 2018 darnold barkley mayfield that draft in my opinion yeah you got five quarterbacks potentially going in the Definitely in the first round, maybe even in the top that's, that's 10. That's what makes it interesting, though. The The more quarterbacks, the more interesting it is. And there's elite outside weapons like Kyle Pitts, Jamar Chase, even Waddle. Mm-hmm. Guys that, like, people are talking about Chase and Pitts as potentially Hall of Fame-type talents. Yeah. So we're going to get to all that in a little bit. But first, let's start with the New York Knickerbockers. They lose tonight to the Phoenix Suns. Their nine-game winning streak snapped. And they, they played a good game. They played a they really did. good game. They did. Um, Randall had a tough game, which you can't expect the guy to come out every single night and put up 35 points. Uh, those games are going to happen. Still, the fact that they had Randall, their best player, didn't play as well as he normally does, and they only lost by, what, eight points, it eight. and it was close right up until the end. They were actually leaning at halftime. Um, shows how deep of a team they are and how tough it is also to play at Madison Square Garden. So, you know, little, little hiccup, but can't, uh... It isn't going to ruin the nine-game win streak and how great that was. And let's see where they go from here. I mean, the, the the season's winding down. I think we're down to less than 10 games left. I was looking at the schedule this morning, and it gets really tough for this team. I'm going to pull it up now. They have a couple. They go on They go on a West Coast road trip. Yeah. Five or six games. I'm gonna pull it up right now. I mean, well, they I really gotta yeah. pick it up. They in had those a games. long homestand, so you know, some something like that is coming. Listen to this in May, okay? So they're gonna to go to Houston, okay? They're gonna play in Houston. Then they got the Grizzlies. That's gonna to be a tough game. Houston should be fine. Mm-hmm. They'll play at the Grizzlies. Remember, that's what started the winning streak. Right. Tough overtime thriller. Then they go to Denver, go to Phoenix, go to the Clippers, and go to the Lakers. <sighs> Those that's are rough. six tough games. One, two, that's three, something four, where if five you, games. If you take two out of four on that, that's a major uh, victory for the you know for them. Definitely. So they what um, is that like the top four out of five seeds in the West? Basically, basically, right there. It is. So they play Chicago on Wednesday night. So listen, they can. We were talking about it. Maybe they can grab a, a first round victory. Yeah. You know, advance to the second round. Yeah. 
they got to be a four or five seed. If they're a six or a seven seed, I don't see them winning around beating, you know, whatever it is, the Nets, Bucks, or 76ers yeah. in that first round. But if they can get the four or five seed, I definitely think that they could win around. I mean, obviously, you, you never know what's going to happen. I think if they, if there's a team that's going to be an upset in the in the playoffs, it's the Knicks because of how great their defense is. Like, they can stay in a game with anybody kind of a thing. So, while I don't think that they um, are going to get any further than a second-round appearance, uh, I could certainly see it happening versus any other four or five seed. Right. So, they – listen. Besides the normal four or five seed, like the West is – more stacked like the four oh, seed yeah. in the way and the five seeds like the Lakers but in terms you know just talking generally usually for a four or a five seed I mean if you talk to some net fans they do not want to play the Knicks no, in the they playoffs don't. at all yeah. and they kind of feel like that type of team where you just don't want to run into them in the playoffs yeah. because again how good they are defensively they're stingy on defense so listen let's go to the Nets here Kevin Durant plays 28 minutes comes off the bench on Sunday and scores 33 points made it look just he makes yeah. the sport look like it's not. Hard. No, no, that guy could go and put up fifty a night if he wanted to. Honestly, like if, if you know, yeah. for forty minutes, you give him the shots, he he could do whatever he wants. He's that gifted of a scorer, one of the greatest scorers the game has ever seen, no Absolutely. doubt about it. He so they do it without Harden. Harden is out indefinitely. We don't know when he's coming back. He might be able to come back before the regular season ends, but still. They might be able to do it. They beat a really like, – listen, the Knicks lost tonight to the Suns. The The Suns are the second seed in the West. They are legit. They're an incredibly good team. And the Nets beat them yesterday at home without Harden. KD comes back again, plays – comes off the bench for uh, 28 minutes. And Kyrie was – I mean, listen, I dislike Kyrie. Yeah. He's been phenomenal this year. Oh, yeah. I mean, as much as you dislike the guy, there's no doubt how talented of a basketball player he is. It's just when is he on the court? And when, when is, is he going to have a personal day? <laughs> when in, does he want to take off? In the Eastern Conference Finals or something like that. But I was talking to our friend about this the other day. If they Let's say they're up 3-0 on, on the Hornets in the first round. Mm-hmm. If they'll rest like KD, they'll be oh, like, yeah. yeah, yeah, probably. Like, Load management, yeah. yeah. Kyrie I, will see a, a scary movie and take the day off or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was seriously thinking about this. How crazy would that be if you have a load management day in the first or even the second round of the playoffs? That would be... I could see it happening. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised too. They don't care. Like you said it last week, they don't care. Whatever they want, they couldn't care less about <laughs> home court advantage, uh, building up chemistry. They don't care. They know their team on paper is insane, and they're just going to do whatever they want. But then like l- last night when we see two out of three of them play, like, mm-hmm. not even all of them. Two out of three of them play, you're like, they can beat anybody. And the Lakers are getting healthy. They got AD back. They're getting LeBron back probably soon. And you still think, like, yeah, I mean, they're a deep team. They're very talented. They got two stars. But I still don't think they – I honestly don't think the Lakers will beat the Nets in a seven-game series. I just don't see it happening. I mean, it's going to be a shootout. You know, the it's not you're not going to see a 101-96 Lakers Nets game. Um, <laughs> is LeBron back yet? He's not. He's back still yet. not back. Yeah. And neither is Anthony Davis. Davis came back. Davis is back. Okay. Um. Yeah. The, the Nets are just so gifted at scoring that it's going to come down to either you got to hope that they're they get cold or they get upset and they don't even make it to the finals or or something. But they're 
they're a really tough team to stop, man. I'll tell you. The Knicks haven't lost a game since April 7th. It is April 26th on a Monday. That's almost, what, is that three weeks? Yeah. That's three weeks they haven't lost a game in three weeks. And we mentioned before their first win of the winning streak was that April 9th game against the Grizzlies where they came back. Yeah. I just want to, like, okay, I'm not rooting for the Clippers. Just going to throw that out there. And I think every Knicks fan should be rooting against the Clippers because, uh... There's this guy that plays in Los Angeles, pretty good, won a finals. His name's Kawhi Leonard, and he's got a player option after this year. <laughs> and if that is such a good fit with the Knicks, I want to see the Clippers get bounced out as early as possible. Or honestly, I don't know if it'll even affect it, because you know he's going to opt out. Um, but I'd rather see it just blow up and they lose in the first round, and Paul George, everybody just parts ways. I was thinking about that. But that, that is a... The Knicks, they have the room to sign them. They have, they're not toxic anymore. They're a, a above average basketball team. You know, I hate on Bleacher Report power rankings, but they had the Knicks eight this morning. Wow. So they're moving now, up. Here. Now I won't hate on it. Very <laughs> but, smart Bleacher Report. I feel like the Knicks, like they have the right role players here right now. And a lot of them are on one year deals. So whether you bring them back or you bring new guys in, I kind of feel like still. The Knicks might be that one star away. Like, if Randall can repeat this and you keep developing with RJ, who's looked really good this season, and even Emmanuel quickly in his first year, yeah. you keep developing these guys, I think they're RJ's a star RJ's on, away. like, that Brandon Ingram career path right now, you know? Which is really good as a number two th- or three guy. I think we get spoiled with these guys that come into the NBA and burst out onto the scene like a Luka, like, you know, and a Zion, like someone like that, and they're immediately great that we have a tendency to rip on these younger uh these guys that have slower starts and they have a normal de- a slower development and become stars their fourth or fifth year um so i think rj still got more to go and we see how gifted of a player he is especially as a scorer well he's yeah i mean he's developed very nicely this season and even you talk about rj their first round draft pick this year ob toppins kind of showing you a little bit later little bit, yeah. in the season but still he's not there yet he could be a trade piece or yeah they I, still might develop i don't know what they're gonna do but He's still a nice. I mean, you know, like I said, it, some guys have slower development paths. With him, just off the eye test, I don't think he's going to be you know anything more than a role player. To be honest with you, he kind of looks like. I mean, stuff like this is coachable, but he kind of looks lost out on the court. Like he doesn't really understand the flow of the game and everything as much as uh, other first round draft picks do. Um, but yeah, the quickly pick is is making that draft look good because getting, you feel a little better getting about a guy like pick. that in the 20s is something else and it kind of shows you that the whole that's just proof like the whole organization is just moving in the right direction exactly. you know leon that's rose and worldwide that was apparently worldwide west was the guy that really pushed for them to draft yeah. quickly uh, kentucky connection he's worldwide west is, and, you know, and tom thibodeau's got to be coach of the year like i know uh the sun's coach i'm forgetting his name for williams, some reason right now. yes um, I know he's a great coach, um, and the Suns have had a fantastic season, but coming into a situation like Tom Thibodeau was, the Knicks have been the laughing stock of the NBA, and he really didn't add that much. Right. Not at all. Randall was already here. RJ was already here. Like, all our best players were already here. I mean, they got some small guys like a Reggie Bullock and, like, other role players to trade for Derrick Rose, but... Being able to completely flip the culture, and now they're the four seed in the East, and it, like, it's no gimme for like we know the East is a little weak, but it's not a gimme for like they're it's seven. Like they're five hundred. They're seven games over five hundred. They're a winning team. Yeah. 
the the thing with the the Suns is like they're impressive. I didn't think they'd be this good, but like they had young players there that yeah, a lot of draft they picks. added Chris Paul, who's a star. Chris Paul is phenomenal. No knocking what they the improvements they've had, but I think Thibodeau. I thought they would be. I thought they would be at least a top five seed in the West coming into this year. So I mean, they're playing better than people thought, but yeah, still, the Knicks exactly what you said. I mean, what was their over under for wins twenty maybe? And no, yeah. people would have picked the under at, yeah. at, at some point there. So, yeah, I, I think it's definitely got to be Thibodeau. So, let's move on here to baseball. We'll start with the Yankees. The Yankees lose a tough one to my former boy, still my boy, Matt Harvey. Matt Harvey <sighs> went six innings, one run, five strikeouts, three walks. Not a bad outing for Harvey, but the Yankees just were lifeless tonight. Yeah, they were. Um, Harvey, I got to say, now that you brought him up, the Mets really need to stop with this whole. I know they have, but giving out nicknames because <laughs> just look at it. Like Captain America, David Wright couldn't stay on the field. Uh, Matt Harvey, same thing. Combination of couldn't stay on the field and was just terrible. And then Thor Syndergaard can't stay on the field. So I heard they uh, they should give Degrom a nickname. No, don't give Degrom no, a nickname. Stay away okay, from leave DeGrom him alone. Nickname. Leave him alone. Um, but yeah, the Yankees. I mean, you got to be able to hit Matt Harvey. They made they made him look like 2013 Matt Harvey tonight. Good series over the weekend. Still a lot of things to iron out. Um, but taking three out of four is taking three out of four. Like you can't no, be too mad not. about that. Uh, that game Cole Beaver was phenomenal. To I watch. got that in my notes right here. Cole Beaver lives up to the hype. That was great. And the thing that I was surprised about was Beaver had like a hundred and almost 119 pitches. pitches. Yeah, and Cole had a hundred and what nine ten. Yeah. They really pushed them. They went Frank seven Kona innings. Frank does that a lot. He he's out of all the managers, he's one to push his pitchers the most. I don't have a problem with it. I love Neither it. Neither do I. Same thing. Degrom at one hundred and ten. They let him go the nine innings. We'll get to that though. So that play, I don't really know if it's a controversy anymore. The play at third base where uh, who hit the single? Stanton. It was Gio Urshela. Gio Urshela hit a single to left. Two runs scored, but Judge was thrown at a third. They said Lemay, who was the second guy to score. Did not touch home before a judge was tagged out. Yeah. So they said no run. It was just one run that scored. It made a 4-2 instead of 4-3 heading into the bottom of the eighth. But it ended up not mattering. At least we either, don't think it did. Either way, you got to be able to put up more than two or three runs against right. Matt Harvey. And the I Orioles. mean, the Yankees, like, and we used to joke about it. The Yankees would go there and, and win 17 yeah. times. 17 they games against 17 the Orioles. They went 17-2 in, uh, I think that was 2019. That was when Glaber... Had like a 2,000 OPS. He was like Babe Ruth against the Orioles. Yeah. Like, there's no reason to overreact. I mean, listen, the Yankees, obviously, we've talked about it. They have some issues. Yeah. But there's no reason to overreact to a loss against Orioles. But at the same time, this, these are teams you've got to beat at least 15 times a year yeah. if you're going to, because you got teams. When we look at the Red Sox, listen, the Red Sox don't look as bad as people thought. Their offense has been phenomenal. You look at these four guys they got Verdugo, Martinez, Bogarts, Endeavors. I mean, oh, yeah, great, great you can match those guys up with anybody in baseball, like that top four in, in a lineup, and it's yeah. as good as anybody else's. I mean, I I know uh, some people might call me biased because I'm a Yankee fan, but I just don't see this lasting with the Red Sox. You can't, you can't outmash teams for 162 games. The pitching is just not going to hold up. I don't. I, I like the start. I do. And Eduardo Rodriguez has been a nice story, and he's looked good. He kind of looks like he's going to be that yeah. their guy again which is good because he was out all last year but 
I'm not saying they make the playoffs, but I, I still think what yeah, I thought I'm, they're going to be like a tough. They're going to be a tough team. Like you're not going to want to play. I'm them. not saying they're going to win like 70 games. I think they'll be in like the wild card hunt yeah. and stuff like that. I don't think they're winning the division. No, though, neither and, do I. And I don't think they're going to be, you know, a, a 95 win team. It's April 26. I still think the Yankees are going to win the division. It might not look as yeah. dominant as it's going to be or as we thought, but and I don't know if even if they're the favorites in the AL right now. But yeah. Who knows? I think they're going to win the division. I got to be honest with you. I think uh, I think Clint Frazier is as good as gone. I think seriously. I don't, I don't think he makes it to the end of the season in a Yankee uniform. To be honest with you, you think they trade him? It's just yeah, I think they trade him. It's just not going to work. Um, this guy's had. I honestly feel bad for him. They they've had problems forever. This relationship with Frazier and the Yankees. He's come up. He said you know stupid things in the media because he's not getting playing time. He's had problems with the fans. Then when they actually do give him an opportunity, they just take it right away because for whatever reason, they don't want to play him consistently and give him consistent at-bats. So I think he's just better off, and I think the I think they're going to include him in a package for a starting pitcher. I still think he's valuable to other teams. I oh, think he definitely see him, is. Especially in baseball where a change of scenery can do so much. I mean, look at Steven Matz in Toronto yeah. right now. But I'm not going to throw it all on the Yankees because – the scouting report on Clint Frazier right now is he can't hit a fastball. He, he can't do that. Which is which is incredible because he's Mr. He has some of the fastest bat speed I've ever seen. Like the way he just it's quick like hands. A flick of the wrist. Yeah, exactly. So you would think he'd be able to catch a fastball, but it's got to be. It's 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 obviously a mental thing or a, a you know a plate vision thing that he he can't pick up a fastball and get and get around it on time. I you know I love him. I I really do. Yeah. I think he's great, and he's got a lot of talent. It's been a tough start. We added him on our fantasy team, and we're trying to replace him now. Yeah, already. But yeah, so I, I hope he goes to a better situation. If they do trade him, I hope he goes to a better situation. Let's go across town. The Mets on Friday night. Jacob Degrom is one of the best, probably the best start of his career. He goes a complete game, shutout, two hits, fifteen strikeouts, absolutely phenomenal. He's really starting to get like. There's a little more buzz around him, especially yeah. this year, because 2018 was like a historic it. season. I like it. Right? twenty When he had that 170 RA and won the Cy Young, that's an historic season. Yeah. That's phenomenal. And then even the next year was great, but he didn't have this buzz. Now he has this buzz. He does. Like he's obviously he's the best pitcher in baseball, and now we're starting to compare him to the greats that have played. I mean, Pedro, Clayton yeah. Kershaw. Seaver. Seaver, we're comparing if him he, to. If he has another, like, two or three years, the way he's been going, he's he'll blow Seaver out of the water yeah, as the I don't think, pitcher in Mets history. Yeah, I don't think he's there yet. but He's not he there yet, can. no. And people are comparing him to, like, Pedro when he was with the Red Sox. And I'm going to be honest with you. Pedro pitched in the American League in an era with steroids going Pe- crazy. Pedro had... The most incredible statistical season I've ever seen in my life. I be, I think it was 1999 or 2000, the year he won the Cy Young. He had a 1.74 ERA, if I'm not mistaken. Something 18 like that. and six, 1.74 ERA. 1.74 ERA. What year was that? That was 2000. Okay, and if you look at it, the second guy in ERA in the American League was about 3.7. So he was two runs lower than the next guy in the ERA race in the American League. That is just four seven. That is absurd. It was f- two runs. It was four one. Tim, no, I, I think Clemens or somebody AL else. Cy Young, look. Well, that's just the Cy Young voting. See, oh, three five oh, two. Oh, leader in ERA. And, gotcha. It was about two runs. Yeah, yeah. That is insane. 
<laughs> how do you? How are you that dominant in but, the American League in the steroid era? But Degrom, yeah, exactly. Um, but Degrom certainly knocking on the door, being up like, there. And you know what's crazy? He's throwing. He throws harder every year. His average fastball velocity is ninety eight point nine miles per hour. That's like a full mile an hour faster than the next guy. You know, somebody was somebody was talking about this this morning. I think it was on MLB Network, and they were saying, you know, he's older than Madison Bumgarner, which is crazy. Oh my god, that's crazy. Well, Madison but, Bumgarner's got miles on his arm. Jacob Degrom is almost a thousand less innings pitched. Like the, the age what, thing and, makes no and sense. And you know what? Not a lot of people talk about the fact that he was a shortstop. <laughs> that's why he can hit a little so, bit. <laughs> You know he hasn't been throwing uh, curveballs since he was 12 years old. Yeah. He was a, he was a shortstop. His arm has no b- barely any miles on it. I think he's had Tommy John surgery, yeah. which is kind of like almost All like right, a good thing. Some guys, but a lot of guys come back and throw harder when they get Tommy John surgery. Yeah. Um, I'm saying it's a, it's not like a terrible thing that he's already. I had think it. he's got like a Justin Verlander career path. I think he's he's pitching like into his late 30s. So no do problem. I. Uh, yeah. I. It's just he hasn't had too much, too, like you said, too many innings on his arm. He's gonna, he's going. I think he's gonna continue this dominance, hopefully for another two, three years. And, yeah. and again, the Verlander thing. He, Verlander knew how to pitch. He knew how to, you know, locate very well. He threw his off-speed stuff very well. Jacob Degrom throws a fastball and a slider. Okay, that's all he needs. He'll mix in a changeup a handful of times a game. And Jeremy Hefton, the pitching coach, says he has a curveball that's probably better than most people's curveballs. He hasn't thrown it yet because he doesn't need it. Yeah. And I think he throws a two-seamer, too. He doesn't throw that either. You know, we, we were talking about this at work, and it came up on the radio. Not only do I think that Jacob deGrom, I think he's the best player in baseball. Like, right now. Yeah. Like, I, I love Trout, and Trout is phenomenal. But the thing that I think separates Trout and deGrom is... Trout's a really consistent, you know, 1,000 OPS, MVP race every single year. But I think DeGrom has not only been consistent, but he's also been more dominant towards other, with other starting pitchers than Trout has with other position players. Like, Trout's numbers have been comparable. DeGrom's, like, every year he's just filling up the stat sheets, and he's the best pitcher. So, not only do I think he's the best player in baseball, he might be the best athlete across... You know, we sports. we know we know we're not super uh, experts on the NHL, but across the four major sports, I think he might be the best. Like the most dominant player at his position, he would be the best, definitely in baseball. Well, yeah, I, I don't think that's crazy at all. He's he's so much fun to watch and so much fun to just you know keep track with his career and his legacy. It's, it's a blast. I'm happy you said that because I'm not going to a Mets game anytime soon, but. If you want to go on, if you want to go to the game tomorrow on StubHub, what's the lowest price you think tomorrow Tuesday night against the Red, Red Sox. Sox? So it's a little bit more. It's in a, in a league, but what do you think it is? Lowest on StubHub. Your, fa- your face is. I can't tell if it's really expensive or not expensive. I'm gonna say Tuesday night. Peterson's pitching. Oh, okay. I'm gonna say like eight bucks. Okay, it's not. It's like thirty bucks. Thirty bucks. Degrom's pitching on Wednesday. How much you think it is cheapest ticket to get in? It's thirty dollars. Um, well, it's interleague. And there's yeah, not a lot true. of seats. But, like, those, like, Mets-Marlins games in, like, sept, you know, late September. Yeah, when there's 40,000 people. Yeah, I went, for, I went for, like, four bucks. So, that's why I guessed eight yeah, bucks. Yeah, me and you went. Yeah. Um, and Billy. Yeah. That was <laughs> um, 60? $120. <laughs> Cheapest ticket to get in Wednesday night to see DeGrom. I'd pay it, honestly. I, I know. It, <laughs> it, it, it's it's primetime TV or whatever you want to call it. You know, it's the main event kind of it's, a thing. It's something where you got to sit down, stop whatever you're doing, 
It's it's um, appointment television. You yeah. just got to go down and you got to watch it. But to be honest with you, I think I'd rather watch that at home because it's really it. It depends where your seats are. Yeah. You're if right. I'm sitting in section 420, uh, I can't really see you know how nasty that slider was that Degrom threw. Like I'll see he strikes a guy out, but watching it in slow mo and on the TV, it, it's. It's fun to watch. Sometimes going to sporting events are overrated. I think going to football games overrated. I disagree with that. I like to a go once or twice a that. year. Yeah. Okay. Not. I would not go. You know what it is more because football is the e- the best to watch on TV because yeah. of all the angles and just you know every play is very exciting. But like, and there's so much going on that day. Yeah. But like the environment at like a football game, like a you know a Jets home opener, like it's it's the tailgating. No, it's I went to fun. I went to a game. It was my last sporting event before I went to the Mets Phillies in April. It was Giants Eagles. The Giants were out of it. The Eagles were going to the playoffs, and it was it was like the day before New Year's Eve, or it was yeah. the day after. I forget what it was. It was great. The atmosphere was great. It was a four thirty game. It was raining a little bit, but it was nice. So like once or twice a year, it's it's yeah, you're right. The the atmosphere is great. It's fun, but I don't know. Sometimes it's a little overrated. Yeah. I'm sure the hockey game is great. I haven't been to a hockey game in a while. No, I have. I haven't been in a while. It's I gotta fun, go. Man. We it's gotta fun. go. Um, Bryce Harper. I mean, holy crap! It's my MVP pick right you were, there. You were right about it. We have we have two fantasy teams together, and he fell to us in the second round. And Jam's like, we gotta take him. I'm like, all right, we'll take him in the second round. As much as I dislike him, he's been. I mean, he's been phenomenal. It's been incredible, yeah. And it's against the NL West. He had a weak tear where he hit like six home Did runs last night. You see that week. homer he hit in Colorado? 468 feet. He just like golfed it. Unbelievably. And your boy Chris Bryant too. I mean, two guys right there. You really like. Yeah. You really uh, nailed those two guys there. So um, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, what you all been waiting for. Mock draft. Our NFL mock draft coming up. The SND Podcast Channel. The perfect channel for any style of podcast. We have all different pop culture style podcasts for all of your listening needs. If you would like to start a podcast, you can reach us at sndpodcast at gmail.com. We are always looking for new podcasts to add to our channel, and the topic could be anything you want. So contact us now. We are back. NFL mock draft time. So again, I have the odds. JM's going to do the evens. We're going to go straight through 1 through 32. We're going to talk a little bit after the pick. Both of us will have some some of the picks listen might be a little irrelevant to us so might just say the pig quick description and that's it so i'm gonna go first no trades no trades no trades and again we don't know who we're picking yeah so we have no clue so we're gonna have to jump on the spot quick i told you my mock draft i basically have like five of my first picks and then everything else i didn't even bother because how am i gonna do a mock draft if i don't know who you're picking and it's all just gonna i'm gonna scratch a bunch of names off my list that i'm like i'd rather just Look at my team needs. Look at my big board, and, and make my decisions. Smart. That's how that's how they do it. Uh, Steelers GM today basically came out and said, "We don't care about your mock drafts. Your mock drafts are terrible. Yeah, yeah. They don't use mock drafts." All right, so let's get to it. I got the Jaguars pick, and uh, this is obvious. <laughs> We're going with Trevor Lawrence, quarterback from Clemson. He's the best quarterback prospect since Luck. I mean, it's pretty easy. It's pretty obvious. I mean, he can run. He's athletic, he's tall, big arm, and he's very good looking, and that matters. So, Trevor Lawrence, very prospect. good looking. I think sure he's good looking. Yeah, like nice go- long hair. Looks like a golden retriever. Good looking guy. I don't know what you're seeing. Um, 
Speaking of good-looking, handsome men. He is men, good-looking. <laughs> Mormon Mahomes, as I like to call him. Uh, what, what's what the hell's the nickname that they gave him? Uh, Wall Street Wilson. Wall Street Wilson. <laughs> Zach Wilson, come and be my lord and savior to my New York Jets with the number two pick. Quarterback from BYU. Um, I think we would all be shocked if this isn't the pick. Yep. Just really quick, I want to talk about Lawrence. I think he's pretty obviously got the most pressure on him out of any of the rookie quarterbacks. Yeah, but I think I think Wilson's going to see pressure I, too. Wilson, but, New York, everything like that. But being no. the number one pick, automatically you have a lot of pressure. But not just that, being the highly tattered prospect that he was, people calling him Andrew, the biggest since Andrew Luck and John Elway and Agreed. Dave Manning. You're going to have a lot of pressure on you. Yeah, no, I agree. So Zach Wilson at two. I'm there going. Go. All right, this is a huge pick. This is gonna, and I'm gonna rant a little bit here, because the 49ers can really screw the franchise up for a while. They can screw the whole draft up the way they this, could. Yeah, they but could I'm throw saying a monkey wrench, like yeah, but they could set their franchise back for years. Yes, I'm the general manager. I'm John Lynch of the San Francisco 49ers. I'm taking Trey Lance from North Dakota State. You know I love him. Trey Lance is not known. He has phenomenal mobility. He's strong, big, built guy. Like, built. And he's got a nice deep ball. He throws a nice deep ball. He's accurate. Mm -hmm. This is the pick here. Listen, he might have to sit a year. I think he does have to sit a no year. No problem. They no problem. You have Jimmy G there. So there's no pressure for this guy to start right away. Yeah. And I think if... Listen, you look at the quarterbacks Kyle Shanahan's had. He said what? He's at Kirk Cousins. He's at Matt Ryan. He's at Jimmy G. These guys are not athletic. They got nice arms, but they're nothing special. This kid could be special. And in that in that offense, they can run the NFC for a while if he pans out to be well and they coach him upright. And going to the right team and the right system with the right players obviously means everything to a quarterback, and I think this is the pick here. Me and you have agreed on this. We, we think it's the pick's going to be Trey Lance. Mac Jones, I think that just that screams smokescreen. Yeah. That is such a smokescreen. I actually, I'm going to go out on a limb. I would say I would be more surprised if Jones got picked to the Niners than if Fields did. I think if, if it's not going to be Trey Lance, yeah. it's going to be Justin Fields. I really don't think that Mac Jones pick, I, I, I just don't see that happening. I know, you, I just, think, you I think keep seeing it, though. You keep seeing it, I know you can't decoy. believe it, but... That screams decoy to me, honestly. Listen, for their sake, I hope it is. And we got absolutely nothing from the 49ers like press conference day. They were talking about a bunch of stuff. They basically talked and, bad about fans. And, yeah, and <laughs> everything was like so vague and uh, it was just brutal to look at all the quotes. Um, okay, number four pick, Falcons. There's been some chatter about them taking a quarterback here. Uh, I have them taking the first non-quarterback coming off the board. I think it's kind of an obvious pick. Matt Ryan needs some weapons, so why not throw in the best weapon in the draft, probably, and the Swiss Army knife, Kyle Pitts, tight end from Florida. I think this will really help Matt Ryan, that offense. And maybe I'll be wrong because tomorrow they'll, they might trade Julio Jones. I think they of, might. There's been a lot of buzz about Julio Jones, so maybe they, they draft a receiver. But even if they trade Julio, Kyle Pitts can play wide receiver. They can leave him a tight end. They can leave him a tight end. Fine. They can do whatever they want. You, got, um, you still have Calvin Ridley there. Th this guy, you know. He's he's gotten Megatron comparisons. He's he's the complete package. He's the best non-quarterback in the draft. People say he might be the best offensive player in the draft, better than Lawrence. So I'm I'm with you there. Agreed. So the fifth pick in the draft, Cincinnati Bengals. I have them taking Penny Sewell out of the University of Oregon, offensive tackle. Listen, 
don't take the receiver here. You have weapons. You have Boyd. You have T. Higgins. Grab a receiver in the second or third round if you need it. Yeah. You need to protect your quarterback. Listen, Joe Burrow didn't just tear his ACL. He tore everything in his knee because they don't have any protection for the guy. They need to take a left tackle here. You see that meme? It's like, you see the meme? It was um, Joe Burrow, and then they have like a lineman and then a receiver. And it's yeah. anybody's as a receiver. And yeah. then they have anybody at like a star receiver. So stupid. Yeah, I mean, they need to go left tackle here. So protect your quarterback. You're up, Dolphins. Dolphins pick was actually very difficult. I had a lot of trouble trying to figure out who the Dolphins are going to take here. Now, they're going offense, so I'll just let you know right now. This is an offensive pick. But the question is, is it receiver or is it lineman? And I'll be honest with you, I kind of just came to my senses about two minutes ago about what this pick was going to be because I was battling myself all day. I'm going to say they take Jamar Chase, get a receiver, really thought was battling myself about Rashawn Slater getting an offensive lineman. Uh, they drafted that guy. I think his name's Josh Jones, that offensive tackle yeah, from, from Houston, Houston last year. I don't think he's that great. I don't think he had that great of a rookie season. Um, but getting that receiver for Tua, they have Devontae Parker. Now you add another receiver. I think Pitts would fit into this offense. I think he would fit into any offense, but this especially. So if, if they somehow had Pitts follow them, that would be the pick. But obviously he's not on the board on the board right now, so I'm gonna go with Jamar Chase. Very good. Jamar Chase has, I mean, Hall of Fame type um, comparisons here, yeah. so yeah. that's not a bad pick at all. This is the hardest pick I think in the draft for me. It's the Detroit Lions it's at number the Lions, seven. Man, they need this everything. is difficult. They need everything. So I was thinking Slater, but I'm not gonna go Slater. I'm gonna go Jalen Waddle. Okay. Yeah. Now I don't. I don't love this because if it was Chase, I would love it even more. And if it's if it was Sewell, I would love it even more. I don't think they're gonna. I think Slater is good. I don't know if he's seventh overall. Jalen Waddle can be a special player for them. They need everything, and they did just let Galladay and Marvin Jones walk out the door. I'm gonna say Jalen Waddle here. He's fast. He's big. He's bigger than people think. He's not big, but he's bigger than people think, and he's very very speedy. So I'm gonna take Jalen Waddle at number seven for the Detroit Lions. Um, like we said, this is what we would do. Okay. I'm going three receivers in a row here. Wow. I'm going Carolina Panthers take Devonta Smith. Okay. Now we know they don't need, they're good at number one and number two, DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson. They just got Sam Darnold, but they lost Curtis Samuel. So who the hell is their number three going to be? And we, and we know they play with three wide receivers, sometimes even four, like most NFL offenses do. I have them taking Devonta Smith. While they do need corner and maybe an offensive lineman, but they have their second-round pick from uh, two years ago, uh, their left tackle, he's going to be playing. Got to go with Devontae Smith here. Get Sam Donald another weapon for an already embarrassment of riches of weapons on that offense. When I was looking at this draft, 7-8 was the hardest for me. It yeah. was. I, I didn't know who you were going to take at 8. And 7 really, like you said, could have been anybody. So you got Devonta Smith going, the Heisman Trophy winner going eight to the Panthers. Nine, I'm up. The Denver Broncos, little shocker here. I'm going quarterback Justin Fields to the Broncos. Now, Fields has had some question marks about his off the field. Is he, you know, is he committed enough? I, I don't buy into that. I really don't. Yeah. Seems like a great kid. All you hear is that he's a hard worker. I think he's going to be good in the NFL in the right situation. 
listen, the Broncos are not really in it. They have a good defense, but they have they need to figure out their quarterback situation because I'm a big Drew Locke fan, but yeah. I don't think Drew Locke's the guy. No. So they could have went corner here. And if yeah. Fields wasn't here, I was going to have them take Sertain. But I'm going to go Fields. Listen, let's try and find the guy. I mean, you yeah. got – I mean, how many guys has John Lynch drafted? And, you know, they haven't really – they haven't, like, gone for it, though. While John Lynch has drafted a lot of people, he drafted Paxton Lynch in, like, the 20s. Yeah. He drafted Drew Locke in the second round. Like, let's go into the top ten and let's get a quarterback. I mean, look right at here. look at their division. they got to play Derek Carr. Derek Carr is a great quarterback. Yeah. Just, uh, Justin Herbert looks like he's going to be a stud. Mm-hmm. And, obviously, Mahomes. So, I mean, listen. You're not competing in that division right now. So, try and find your quarterback. Cowboys are up. Sitting at number 10, the boys need need defense. Yeah. Wh- whatever it is, they need defense. Um, I think they're in love with this guy. And I, I think if he's on the board, there's no doubt they're taking him. And he is right now. Patrick Surtain, yep. corner from Alabama. They desperately need secondary. What was their, their number one corner was Trevon Diggs, that guy last yeah. year. Stephon Diggs' brother. Guy was burnt toast the whole season, just getting absolutely fleeced by whatever NFL wide receiver he was guarding. Uh, yeah, kind of an obvious pick. Dan Quinn, nice hiring for the Cowboys. I think he'll help their defense out. They need personnel, but I think he'll help the, their defense out, and I think he gets a nice, nice corner right here. Their first three picks can be defense, and I would say great job, Dallas, because yeah. that's what they need. They get in the shootouts, and they can't defend anybody. Exactly. So, number 11, my New York Giants. This is a dream scenario. I mean, an absolutely dream set for me. Yeah. You took Smith off the board. You took Slater off the board. You even took Sertain off the board. Mm-hmm. If Rashawn Slater is sitting here at number 11, come on. They have to take him. Yeah. You need to – I don't know why they don't think this, but they need to protect. They need to build the offensive line up. They need to give Jones some help here. They've given him help on the outside. Give him some help. Protect him. This is easy. I don't even have to explain it anymore. Rashawn Slater is the second best offensive lineman in the draft. You take him. I don't think they're going to do it, though. I don't think they're going to do it. And, and, and I'm hearing a lot of buzz about the Giants taking a wide receiver. I even saw a report today that Joe Judge really likes Devontae Smith. But if the like, three guys are off the board here, it's a perfect situation. I think if Devontae Smith is even on the board, you don't take him. Like, what, you got Galladay. Sterling Shepard is... What's his contract situation? I think we've talked about this. I forget. I, I think it's up after this year. But okay. I'm not 100% positive. Whatever. He's, he's not going to get $20 million a year. You can re-sign Shepard. You could draft next year. You have Dar- uh, Darius Slayton. You do not need a wide receiver right now. If the Giants were an 11-win team and didn't have as many holes as they do, you could be like, oh, yeah, let's get best player available. Let's get a weapon for another weapon for Daniel Jones. But I think they either have to go Slater if he's on the board or even like a another offensive lineman or defense. Micah Parsons, I think, would be the the other obvious pick. Parsons here. They have this kid Aziz Olajuwon. Yeah, I, his name is very confusing. From Georgia, he's an edge rusher. Edge rusher. They need ed, they need guys off the edge to rush the passer. So if it was Parsons, if it was the kid from Georgia, I'd be okay with it. But offensive line is my first choice. I don't. I wouldn't consider. I really would not consider wide receiver at this point. Okay. Um, like we made it clear, this is what we would do. So if I'm the Eagles GM, I'm looking at a lot of people are saying wide receiver. The Eagles need a wide receiver. I'm not into that. I'm taking Christian Darasaw. Wow. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm taking the boy Christian Darasaw tackle from Virginia Tech. 
They need offensive line. Go get you a left tackle. I was thinking about Elijah Vera Tucker too. I'm going Darisaw. Build that offensive line for whoever the hell your quarterback is. Joe Flacco or uh, Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. Wow. Well, yeah, I'm surprised you're that you're that shocked by that. I think it would have been corner there. Really? They need it. Yeah. I'm surprised with the offensive lineman. That's who I had going to the Chargers. So we got a we got a little uh, issue here. Not really an issue. <laughs> oh, Merlo's gonna burn down his draft sheet now. At number thirteen, I'm gonna have the Chargers take Elijah Vera Tucker. They'll stay close to home. The USC product. He's an offensive guard. He's also an he can move over to tackle. That's who I had the Giants taking actually. If Slater wasn't there, He's, he can play this game. Yeah. And versatility will be good for them. They need anything on that offensive line. So yeah, I'm gonna go Elijah Vera Tucker. It's not a bad, um, not a bad default prize at all. No, now, not saying this isn't gonna be the pick, but Mac Jones is still on the board. Yeah, and we know this isn't gonna happen on Thursday, but we can't do any trades, so we're just doing what makes sense. Right. But there's no way Mac Jones makes it into the the mid teens, and he he falls to the you, you know. You don't think so? I don't think so. I think I think you're gonna see. Ten, uh, five quarterbacks going in the top ten. Who would trade up though? You think the Pats would trade up? Take, I think, take I, think, I think the Saints might trade up. Wow. Because Taysom Hill's not your franchise quarterback, and I don't know how much in love they are with Winston. I yeah. think they're going to do kind of what they did last year when Breeze was hurt, do like a platoon at yeah. quarterback, which is honestly crazy to even think of because we don't really see that in football ever. Um, but yeah, I, I think. I think they're going to do that. Who am I going to pick? You you really you screwed up my draft, though. I'm sorry. I think the only two teams that trade out of the top ten are the two teams we had the most trouble with, the Lions and the Panthers. Yeah. Those right. are where I see somebody I trading in. I have my okay. pick. Okay, 14. Vikings. 14 to the Minnesota Vikings. I'm having a, t- a hard time pronouncing this guy's name. Is it Quiddy Pay? Is that yes. how you say it? Quiddy Ow. Pay from Michigan. First edge rusher off the board in a not-so-deep edge draft, which we see a lot. We've seen Chase Young come out, Nick Bosa, big edge guy like that. Not very good pass rushing draft. But, yeah, first edge rusher off the board to Minnesota, who lost a lot of defensive linemen over the past two years. Yeah, I I have a couple edge rushers going. I actually didn't have him in the first round. Interesting. So, nice pick. Listen. Can't go wrong defensive line. You know, in the first round. Yeah, he fell out of the first round for me. And there's a lot. I also thought you would take him, but like I, none of my picks. Right, none of my picks. Okay. Fifteen. We're just talking about him. I think if he falls here and they don't trade up, they will take the New England Patriots. Will select a quarterback, Mac Jones from the University of Alabama. I don't love him. I don't. I don't like him actually. I don't like him at all. He's not athletic. I don't know how accurate he actually is when you play behind an offensive line that gives you seven seconds to throw the ball. And you got receivers like Waddle and Smith out there. Sure, yeah. me and you can look good. <laughs> so I don't know if it's the quarterback of the future. He probably reminds them a lot of Tom Brady, but if he's here, I don't think they pass up on him. They need help at wide receiver. We have all the three top receivers gone. I think if Smith was here, they might consider it. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to go Mac Jones at 15. Oh, all right. I wanted this to be like a flashy pick, but I'm I have the the Cardinals taking JC Horn right here. They need they need a corner. I really wanted to take a wide receiver at this pick. That's what I was gonna do heading into this draft. But now that JC Horn's on the board, I gotta take him. 
Um, yeah, the, the Cardinals need secondary. Uh, it's probably the biggest need on their team. But just really quick, talk about the wide receiver situation. Everybody's like, oh, they have De- De- DeAndre Hopkins. Why do they need a wide receiver? They have Christian Kirk. Same thing like I talked about with the Panthers. That number three. What was it, Larry Fitzgerald? You know, the, the guy's got the agility of a, Did a, he of a, crew, or no? a cruise ship. Um, <laughs> no, he didn't retire. He did not retire. We, not I, I felt like we've said that every single year in the past four years because he's so old that you're just like, oh. I dude. have this weird thing where I don't like him. Did I think retire? you know that. Though. Really? Yeah. Uh, he's like a very nice person. Very nice guy. Very, Seems like a phenomenal like person. Like Walter and Peyton yeah. man of the year. Oh, so you don't like nice people. I just, I got a problem with him. He's enough's overrated. Enough. That's the thing. Overrated. He's, enough's he's enough. Been, he's Please. been very overrated for his career. And he's, he's not, he's a below average wide receiver now, but it, it's just, it's like a respect thing. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Seventeen, Las Vegas Raiders. I'm sub- listen. If you asked me before the draft, this was my favorite, one of my favorite players in the draft. He's got character issues. There's also not a need for linebackers like him right now, unless he can rush the passer, passer off the mm-hmm. edge. <sighs> He's not really needed in a lot of situations. I like Micah Parsons. Seventeen to the Las Vegas Raiders. I don't think Gruden's going to pass up somebody like him again. He could be the best defensive player in this draft. It's not a great defensive draft, but he could be the best player here. I'm going to go 17, Micah Parsons. All right. You ready? This is, this is, it's bomb, it's bomb time. Okay. Wow. Now here are the Dolphins, right? They're sitting, I talked about, they need an offensive lineman. They need a wide receiver. I don't think they're taking any of those positions. Wow. I think they're staying on the offense though. Give me Najee Harris to the oh, Miami wow. Dolphins, okay? They have, uh, what the hell is that guy's name? The the running back on the Dolphins that everybody was picking up in fantasy last year. Why am I flex. blanking on it? I know exactly who you're oh talking about. Oh, my God. Why, yeah, why are we blanking I know who on you're it? talking about. I just. Whoever is going to come to our head in two minutes, him. Um, That's it, though. They're, they're running, their running backs are weak in Miami. I think, I think they make a little flashy pick, try and get the running game going. Oh, Miles Gaskin. Miles Gaskin. I just Miles looked Gaskin. it up. I had him on a couple of my teams last he, Who year. isn't bad, but I think Miami's going to – we all know Miami has a very good roster. It all depends on how Tua plays, and I think they, they help him out in the run game. And, yeah. they, and they don't they don't take a tackle in, at number 18. I think – yeah, it was 18 last year. They don't go back-to-back years taking a tackle at number 18. Yeah. I. You know you know me in first-round running backs. That's all. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this was kind of like – I wouldn't draft a running back in the first round either, and I know we're doing what we would do, but I think with their situation, they can afford to do it. And I, and they already I, have a really good team. And like I they think, have a solid roster. I think it would ex- excite that offense. Yeah. I mean, getting Najee Harris and Jamar Chase I don't, to that offense. I don't, I don't hate it at all. I saw a mock draft today that had Devonta Smith falling to 18, and they took Chase and Smith. Wow. That would be, like, unbelievable. All right. That would be incredible. 19, the Washington football team. Please change your name. I, I can't stand it. Linebacker Notre Dame. Ready for this name? Jeremiah Uwosu Korma. Korma. I had to, you know, like the pronunciation thing. Yeah, I had you to like put it spelled in there it out. Yeah, because nice. I could not. Uh, he's He could play uh, outside linebacker, inside linebacker. They already have a great front four. Mm-hmm. And listen, they got a pretty solid roster. Other mm-hmm. than quarterback, they're pretty much set. They needed to add a linebacker, though. He's one of the better defensive players in the draft. Best linebacker in the draft. Pretty easy. Not too flashy. This is a very offensive-heavy first round. Yeah. There are a lot more 
first round prospects that are offensive players and defensive. Did we have any defensive players go in the first top ten? Uh, I had. You had certain. I had certain. Yeah. Is that it? That's crazy. That was it. Wow. Yeah. All somebody receivers, said all line, tight ends, and quarterbacks. Somebody said that there might be a ch- there's a chance that it might be all offense top ten. It never happened. That's got to be yeah NFL history, right? But I yeah I don't think the Cowboys are gonna let that happen. This is probably the most obvious pick I'll make for the rest of the draft. Bears sitting at number twenty. Rashad Bateman, best wide receiver on the board. Get him to the Bears. I'm no, I'm surprised you're uh, you're surprised. No, I I didn't have it. Get a weapon. For the Red Rifle, the franchise. Oh, yeah. Andy Dalton. We know Ryan Pace is basically on a mission to just, like... Blow the team up. Yeah, blow the team up and blow his career up. Uh, the guys have made some of the most questionable decisions we've ever seen from a GM. Yeah, agreed. Uh, but, yeah, I got Rashad Bateman, who is, I like, like right... He's, like, um, kind of like Jalen Rager from last year. Like, right off that cusp of the Judy and... Uh, Rugs, rugs, slam. yeah, yeah. He's like that that one A tier of the wide receiver. He's big and he's fast. He he's, can he, run. He's really good. I I like him. All right. And Jefferson, of course, we didn't mention Jefferson. He sh- he shouldn't have been where he he should no. have been drafted a lot earlier. Well, we know the Eagles <laughs> gift wrapped that one to the Vikings. Thank God. All right, twenty one. Indianapolis Colts. I got them going edge rusher here. Aziz Olajuwon. Picking some hard names. I know. Edge rusher, Georgia. A um, lot of hype as draft comes closer. A lot of hype. He's rising up draft boards. He's kind of small, but he's very athletic. Mm-hmm. And, he's, and he's strong. Yeah. I've, I watched his tape. I, I like him. I like him. I would have... Listen, he might go earlier than this, to be honest with you. But yeah. if he falls here, they need an edge. Um, I like it here. Took my pick. Who would you have him going to the Titans? Yeah, I'm going to the Titans. Well, I got some. If you want help, I, I didn't have him originally going here, but he fell, so I took him. I had another the end going. All right, I got the Titans now. This is my little emergency backup pick. Taking Greg Newsom, oh, corner no. from Northwestern. They lost to Dory Jackson to free agency. They Is Malcolm Butler still with the team? I don't no, know where he I is. They cut him. Yeah, he's gone. He was bad anyways. Yeah, I think that's kind of a somewhat obvious pick. I think they need to go defense. They need to go defense um, for sure. Because their defense was very good in 2019, and it took a big step back last year, and it's part of why they didn't get to the AFC Championship game. Again. Yeah, I, I like the Titans, actually. It's a nice pick. Show up the defense for sure. That's why the Jets taking, but it's okay. I think the Jets here, they need to go defense, whether it's corner whether it's an edge rusher. So you took the corner I was going to take. I'm going to go edge rusher Jalen Phillips out of the University of Miami. Very nice. This kid's got top This kid's got top 15, top 10 talent. Mm-hmm. He's had a little injuries, a little issues off the field, which is going to be the reasons why he falls. That'll the, fly in New York. Don't yeah, he'll be fine. Uh, but he is, um, if you watch his tape, you're going to be like, holy crap, Like, yeah. how is he not a top 10 pick? This would be a phenomenal pick for the Jets. He, again, he might get picked earlier too. We don't know, but... If he falls to the Jets, they have to do it. It's got to be corner or edge rusher for me. We got some big names still on the board. Yeah. And that's what happens in the draft. You know, we always see guys fall. Yeah. Um, Steelers now sitting at, what are they, 24? Yeah, they're 24th right after the Jets pick. They can go 
a couple different ways here. I think they I think they have to go offensive line, and I'm going to have them taking Walker Little, the tackle from Stanford. Um, I think this is kind of like a, a best player available in that position. I know there's been some debate, and I actually wanted to touch on the Jets pick. I think they're going to – I think they might take a line there, and I think they might go Wyatt Davis, the guard from Ohio State. He's been linked to the Jets a lot. Um, I don't – I think he's going to fall to the second round. Really? If, listen, if they love him, they'll take him at 23. Oh, yeah, he's, he's not like a no-doubt first-round pick. I think they'll wait. Okay. To be completely honest, I think they can get yeah. him in the second round. So, I got Walker Little tackle going to the Steelers. Whoever he's going to protect next year would be Big Ben. Yep. But from after that, who knows? The Steelers are going to have to address that quarterback position one time or another. Yep. No doubt about it. Got to get – they just lost Villanueva, mm-hmm. so they'll replace him right here. I thought you were going to have Najee Harris going there. That's the pick I would have made okay. if he fell. So, 25, Jacksonville Jaguars. Again, I'm going to have them take a wide receiver here. Cardarius Tooney, wide receiver from Florida. I thought it was Tony. Tony. Is it Tony? It might be I Tony. I think it is Tony. Um, he is uh, – He's. I think he's the fourth best receiver in the draft. Really? Yeah. Over Bateman? Over Bateman. I've seen him – I've seen him high. Over Bateman. Peter Schrager, actually – Peter Schrager from NFL Network had said – he likes him better than Devonta Smith. Wow. Yeah, which is crazy. I don't like him that much. But listen, they'll listen. Their wide receiver room, the Jaguars, isn't great. No. Couple young guys. Grab DJ Chark's a good young guy. He's, yeah. He's not a number one, but. So they'll grab him here. I think it'd be a good pick. Listen, get La- get Lawrence a weapon, a young weapon to grow with. And uh, I don't think their overall roster is like terrible. Some weapons that uh, Kyle Trask had, right? Yeah, really. And he's not going to be a first-round pick. All right, this one. It's a the, tough one. The, the Browns, they need defense, and they need defensive line. So yeah. I'm going I'm going best player available here, and it's a team need, so it's kind of a win-win. I'm going Christian Barmore yeah. from Alabama, who yeah. is very high on some uh, big boards, and this would be kind of a, a fall and a steal for – for Cleveland, but the, uh, Sheldon Richardson left in free agency, or they actually they cut him. Oh, good. Uh, interior defensive line they need. They have Miles Garrett, who's obviously a fantastic pass rusher, but they need interior D line, which is exactly what this guy does. Another interior defensive line from Alabama that we've seen like, like freaking factory work coming out of Alabama. Quinnen Williams, Jonathan Allen, all all these guys come out of Alabama. These good interior defensive linemen. Uh, what the hell's that guy's? Name? Oh, uh, Darren Payne. Yes, on the Redskins. Who's also uh, on the team. the football team. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think this is kind of an obvious pick for them. He's got uh character issues, but he's very talented. Cleveland Welcome doesn't matter. Cle- Welcome, Welcome to, Cleveland. to Cleveland is right. Solid pick there. I like that. Twenty-seven, Baltimore Ravens. This might shock you. I don't know if I don't know how much you know about him. Elijah Moore, wide receiver out of Ole Miss. Elijah Moore. And I originally in my pick, I had Bateman going later. I had Tony and Moore going ahead of him. I like Elijah Moore. This guy, and he's from Old Miss, reminds me of A.J. Brown. Really? Big, physical, fast, good route runner. I like Elijah Moore here. I think he could be the steal of the draft. Again, like the A.J. Brown, maybe even the Justin Jefferson of this draft. And the Ravens, listen, they need to get Lamar Jackson some more weapons. They need wide receivers. So, 
They have another pick coming up, but I think the first one here will be Elijah Moore, wide receiver. There's always a receiver like that, it seems like, or just some sort of skill player in the later rounds that teams fall in love with and they'll they'll go up and they'll grab them. Right. You know, like we see that a lot. The Saints, this can go a lot of different ways. They can even they can go quarterback, which mm. I don't think is gonna happen. I think if the Saints are gonna draft a quarterback, it's gonna it's gonna be they trade up or something like that. Um what I would do here if I was the Saints, I would take Best player available, kind of team need. It's the best player at this position. And I think the Packers would be really pissed about this. Ah, oh, you're really about to take Caleb Farley? No. I'm oh, okay. Caleb yeah. Farley. Uh, Rondale Moore. Okay. Wide receiver out of Purdue. Add, some, add a weapon to for Jameis Winston or Taysom Hill or whoever the hell it is. Why'd you think I was taking him? Because that's my next pick. Okay. Well. Let her rip. Yeah. Well, um, listen. I had the Packers taking Bateman here, Rashad Bateman. I had him falling all the way here, and I had him take – because they, they can use another receiver. It's the first round. The Packers aren't drafting a receiver <laughs> in the first round. They've never – they never do. Uh, but I had them going receiver here. Now I'm not. I'm going to have them taking Caleb Farley. Caleb Farley – actually was mocked in the beginning as a top 10 pick really but he's had some injury issues he's from he's from virginia tech yeah yeah he's got an issue with his back but the packers need corner and if he's healthy he could be a steal at 29 because again he's he could be one of the better corners in this draft so i'm gonna go farley here at 29 big need Shore that up. They can grab a receiver sure, in the second sure round. They're not going to go Kyle Trask and get a QB competition ba- going. Battle it out. I wonder. I mean, it's kind of a long shot, but let's see if uh, Jordan Love still has a, a Packers jersey yeah. on next year after this draft. Yeah. That would be crazy. Um, we're, we're in team need territory here, obviously. We're in Super Bowl contenders here. The Buffalo Bills picking at 30. They need a corner. I'm going... Son of a NFL great, not Hall of Famer, but very good player. Asante Samuel Jr. Sure. Great pick. Uh, what is that, like our th- sixth corner taking the, the lot? Of, I don't know. A lot of corners in this draft. Really? A lot, I don't. Lots of corners in this draft. I gotta look draft. back, but I don't know how many corners. I got there. Asante Samuel Jr. going to the Buffalo Bills, and now it's time for Merlo's last pick yes. of the first round. My last pick. The Kansas City big Chiefs. Chiefs. Big pick here. They let go of Eric Fisher. They let go of Mitchell Schwartz. They've traded for Orlando Brown. They also added Joe Thune. I think they're going to play him at guard. That's a stronger position. I think they're going to go Tevin Jenkins, offensive tackle at Oklahoma State. His tape is actually very impressive. And he is flying up draft boards late again. I've seen him mocked in the top 20. If he falls here, this is good value for them. Grab another tackle. You can never have too much protection for your star quarterback. Look at the Super Bowl. So I'm going to go Tevin Jenkins, 31. Good pick for them. Okay. Um, Bucks picking. This is my last pick. Number 32 pick, the Super Bowl champs. This is like, what the hell does this team need? They are just loaded. Loaded. Um. Do I go corner here? You know, do I add to the list of corners that we've taken? Now, a guy on this, as you guys can all tell, I'm kind of 
on the fence right now with who I'm going to pick. I don't think they go corner because all those great corners that we had are off the board. Um, there's kind of a drop-off after those six or seven corners that we drafted, and there's a lot of second-round talent now. So I am going to stay on the defense, and I'm going to stay in the secondary. I'm going to go best player on the board right now, and that's another tough name. Trevon Mord? I'm so M- happy you M- just picked M- him. Mokrig? Yeah. He, he's, he's been in the 15s on yeah. some draft boards. He's a very good prospect. And I, I think the, the Bucks just add to that loaded defense that they have. The Bucks can add to the secondary. I think if there's one weak point of that team, it's their corner. Like they got young guys, and they stepped up last season. Yeah. But they could absolutely add to um, their secondary. So that's a, fun, that's a really nice pick there. I like that a lot. And, wow. That was good. Pretty good. And, you know, about the Bucks, they have a lot of young guys. Um, but I think what we don't talk about enough is there's a lot more flexibility nowadays in the NFL with these safeties. And some of them can play nickel corner. And they can come down the box, play linebacker. So I want to get too hung up and be like, oh, they have, um, they you know, who's a uh, – God, I'm like Sean Murphy Bunting. Tonight. Sean Murphy Bunting and the other one, um, the yeah. guy who sat out the NFC Championship game because he was hurt. I'm really for jam. I'm not good with names okay. right now. Not. not um, but yeah, they're, they're like we said, they're an embarrassment of riches kind of thing. Just add to that load of defense, and Todd Bowles gets gets him another uh, good defender. Yeah, I see that. And before we wrap up, I'm gonna find out the the name of this guy. Oh, okay. Well, you just said it about like the secondary and how guys can move all around. People saying the Giants could possibly take a corner, either J.C. Horn or Patrick Sertain at 11, makes absolutely no sense to me no. because you have Darnay Holmes, you obviously have James Bradbury, you have Adoree Jackson, you have Xavier McKinney, who you just drafted, you have Jabril Peppers, and you have Julian Love. It just makes no sense to me. I mean, getting better at position when you're pretty good at one, like, I don't, like, listen, they have other needs. You're good at in the secondary. Yeah. Um, Antoine Winfield yes. is his name. I like Antoine Winfield. That's him. He's good. I'm kind of going into Thursday with the Jets' 23rd pick. I really, They could go so many different ways, man. They can't mess. I don't think they can mess that up. I think you're going to be happy either way, to be completely honest Unless it's Najee Harris or, oh, if it's or not, Travis Etienne. That then would be then I'll be pissed. Terrible. But there's no way Joe Douglas does that, I'm telling you right now. That's not how he builds his team. No. It's going to be O-line or just... Really, anybody except for an interior defensive lineman at 23. Yeah. We know how they love to draft interior exactly. defensive linemen. Well, that was a lot of fun. That was fun. And I absolutely, like you said, I cannot wait for Thursday night, 8 p.m. It's going to be huge. Mm-hmm. And, uh, listen, Mets play tomorrow. David Peterson on the mound. Go get your tickets, 30 bucks. Go get your tickets, 30 bucks, And then next day, $120 to see DeGrom play. The Yankees, they have a four-game set against Baltimore, right? Yeah. And then they play Detroit. I think it's Detroit. It is Detroit. I think it's Detroit. But they I play, can fact-check that. They play Houston May 4th. Looking real forward to that. Houston uh, coming in the Yankee Stadium for the first time. Here we go. With fans since the sign-stealing scandal. Really wish I could go to that game. Why don't you go? Well, because I'm going to have to get a COVID test. and we'll go, I'll go with you. Oh, and we're going out to dinner that night. Tuesday night? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're having a big Italian feast that yes, night. Yes, that's right. Come we on. are going out for dinner. Yeah, the Yankees play at home against Detroit this weekend. So, a four-game set against uh, Baltimore in Baltimore. And then home for Detroit. The Mets will have a two-game series with Boston. They will travel to Philadelphia. 
Nice. Go Merlo's, play some Merlo's favorite town. My favorite people. So thank you guys for listening. Please uh, like, rate us, and again, we'll put our email in the uh, details section and uh, email us if you got anything you want to say. You got anything? Can't wait for Thursday. That's all yes. I got. All right. We'll see you guys next week.